Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hello, friend. Welcome to another episode of It's Not All Rainbows. I'm your host, Lindsay Goodman. I'm a certified trauma recovery coach, and I'm also a survivor of abuse in a queer relationship. I'm here to help you figure out what's really going on in your relationship to help get you out and on the road to recovery. Today, I'm going to talk to you about how often we as a society confuse the push-pull, up-down, roller coaster, hot and cold dynamic with love. Why and what we can do about it and what love really is. I don't know what I'm going to get into today. I just have that on my list to talk about, so let's see. Before we dive in, I will talk about my struggles and successes for this week. Um, mine's going to be all just kind of bundled in one. So a struggle success is that I recently decided to sort of change what I'm doing and I'm starting to work two days a week at my son's homeschool program. I homeschool him and uh, we got, we found this really cool program nearby and they needed help and I wanted to change what I was doing with all the driving and childcare, all that stuff, which I've mentioned before in my struggles and successes. Um, so I was like, let's do it. And I'm really, really, really happy with it. I love it. I love the other kids. I love being able to be there with my son, but also watching him kind of blossom and do his own thing without me. Um, it's kind of been interesting financially, though, because I don't make near as much money doing that as I do with interpreting. Um, and so it's just been kind of like juggling and looking at my fine, like planning a little bit more for my finances than I have in recent times. I mean, I've kind of had that anyway because of the way that I travel with my son and visit family and do stuff like that. I have to kind of like look ahead a lot and like what am I going to do and how am I going to make so all that stuff. You all know, you all get it. Even if it's not the exact same situation, finances can be wild. The last episode I talked about my windshield that needs fixed. Things pop up, things change. But one of the things I wanted to say with like it being a success, and I don't know if I'll be able to do it forever. Um, I've got some big changes on the you know, horizon. I don't know exactly what, so I'm not going to share those yet. Um, but like, we don't really know, you know, when things can change and I don't know how long I'll be doing that. But for right now, I'm really, really enjoying that. And my point of all of that is that obviously we don't all have the flexibility to like take a massive pay cut, um, you know, for a couple days a week or whatever, but just having that, um, kind of like, I've gotten to a point where I just want my life to be more simple. I talked about this last week with like getting rid of stuff, less, to-do lists and chores and things like that, less running around, less being busy all the time and less like hustling. Like I need to make a certain amount of money so that I can work and so that I can hopefully still travel. I don't know if I'll be able to travel like I have the past two, three years because um, it's going to be more complicated than that. But I still want to be able to do some traveling. So it's like, you know, still got to do all of that. But being able to say, to like make choices where you're like, I just want to be happy. So sometimes that means taking a pay cut or that means doing something different. Maybe it's something that, you know, you weren't expecting to do, but your job that you thought was going to be your passion actually sucks. The workplace is toxic and all that stuff. So you change it. Maybe you're taking a pay cut too. And I just want you all to know that that's okay to choose happiness and to choose your well-being and like better hours so that you can sleep, you know, like and be less tired in the morning and whatnot. So 
just putting that out there. Um, I do realize that there's some privilege that comes with making that choice. So I just, again, want to acknowledge that. Um, it's very hot in my car right now. So let's go ahead and dive into this topic of the push pull love that we have been sold as truth, as canon, as what we should be really like seeking out. Um, a lot of us have fallen for that. I've fallen for it several times. We've been sold this lie by like Disney and like Nicholas Sparks and like all the movies and all the songs where, you know, I've talked about it before where, you know, it's like forest fire up front. It's hot and heavy. It's really quick. It's awesome. It feels like it's going to be perfect. That's the love bombing. Um, and then when you come out of the love bombing, it's this constant push pull dynamic. And I'm going to give an example um, you know, I've been talking about this for a while. So if I ever tell stuff that you've already heard, I apologize. Um, but when it was within a couple weeks of our relationship, I tried to break up with them because I, they were lying to me. They were hiding things. They were planning on going on a trip with a girl that they like didn't tell me about. They told me about the girl. They were like, I'm obsessed with this girl. I want to be with her on a date her, but I never had the chance. But then they told me they were going on a trip, but they didn't tell me with who. And I figured it out. And I was like, you're always sneaking outside. And like, we've been talking for a couple of weeks and I have a little kid and I have a lot to deal with. I don't want to do this anymore. So we broke up. I tried to break up with them. Let's be real. Um, and that was the first time that physical abuse happened. And I'm not going to talk about that exact moment any longer. I, the first time that I talked about that was in, I believe one of my very first episodes, which is red flags. I missed. That was the first time they physically abused me. And the thing that comes with that, which is, could be embarrassing if I didn't understand coercive control for what it is and trauma bonding and love bombing and all that stuff is that after what, like I held to, like I stuck with it. I was like, no, it's over. You just physically abused me. I had told my son's dad that he couldn't even make a fist at me. I was like, I will not. I've dealt with physical abuse before. Absolutely not. You can't show me any kind of like rage or anything like that. Like no breaking stuff. And he didn't ever touch me or didn't ever blow up or anything like that because he knew some of the things from my past and he's like that makes sense I don't want to do that either um but with this person they uh trigger warning physical abuse here um you know they tackled me they held me down they wouldn't let me back in the house which my son was in the house he was with my friend who was in there my friend didn't know that I was being held captive outside like all this stuff that I then later minimized was like, well, it wasn't as bad because X, Y, Z. But what happened was like, they were like, I just, I care about you so much. I don't want to lose you. And I'm already attached to your son. And I blah, blah, blah. I didn't want you to break up with me. I didn't want to stop. So what I did was my brain was like, oh yeah, you're sorry. I'm in a parking lot. There's a lot of cars. I'm They really didn't want to lose me. Like they were so overwhelmed that they like reached out and tackled me. Like wouldn't let me inside. Like that makes sense. Because we've been sold this lie, right? That if someone is passionate and they're willing to fight, like a lot of, like I see a lot of people talking about it on TikTok where it's like, my girl calls me and she's like, yeah, I mean, blah, blah, blah. And that like really excites me because like she cares about me and like blah, blah, blah. Whereas if someone's really calm, like I can remember I've talked to people and I've probably felt this before too. Like if that person's staying calm when you're getting riled up, they're like, you must not care about me because if you're not feeling what I'm feeling right now, you don't care about me. You're just sitting there calmly you're not meeting me where I'm at. You're not whatever, but really this person just not reactive. And this person is just like, I'm going to stay really calm because you need me to be calm to get through this moment because I don't want to egg you on. I don't want to push your buttons. I don't want to get into an argument. That's worse. Like I can hear you. Let's get through this. Right. And I have mistaken that before too. And I've heard lots of people like if they're calm, 
if they're not reaching out to you all the time, like if they don't right away, if they're not love bombing you, right? If they're respecting your space, if they're respecting your boundaries, a lot of us are going to twist that and be like, they're probably not that interested. They're doing their own thing. They don't want to pursue this, blah, 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 right? And sometimes that's true. You just got to communicate and be like, where are you at? Okay, you're just like filling things out, cool. Or like, no, you're here for me. I got it. But right, we're not going to see that as love. We're going to see the person who's tackling us because it's so passionate. Like I'm thinking about how to lose a guy in 10 days where she's quitting her job. She's moving away. She's in a taxi, leaving the city. And he comes up like on a, I think he comes up on like a mopad or something. And they pull over and she's like, I'm going to throw up, pull over taxi driver. And it's like this big dramatic thing. And they're stopping traffic in New York city. We expect these big, huge gestures, romantic, quote unquote, dramatic spur of the moment, impulsive things to be happening. And that's like what equates love. And then so if we're having these arguments and it's like, like a lot of people will equate the like, oh, we had this huge argument, but then we went on this really awesome date later that week. And then, oh, like, oh, they blew up on me or this happened or they cheated on me or like whatever toxic stuff. And then, but we had really amazing makeup sex back and forth, the hot and cold. Because like I said, we see it in movies, we see it on TV, we see it in our parents, we see it in our siblings, we see it in our friends. And we're like, this is normal. This is what love is. That is absolutely not true. And I'm not saying that if you love someone and you're in a committed relationship, that you're not going to have arguments and people aren't going to get triggered and you're not going to have disagreements. And maybe someone's sleeping on the couch once in a while because like there's just this really hot pressing thing that we don't agree on for our child or we don't agree on for our finances or whatever, but you work it out and you keep coming back and you keep trying to understand and you utilize resources whenever you can and things like that, right? It's not a fairy tale. It's life is not a fairy tale. Can you have fairy tale moments? Yes. But what I've seen with those fairy tale moments are people who are intentional about their time spent together. They're intentional about planning and making that time together to go on trips or to go on, you know, a dinner once a week and hire a babysitter so you can sit together and talk or you have like family meetings or like parent meetings where the kids are asleep. So you can like, what do we need? What do you need? Like checking in and I'm going to say another thing that people don't think is romantic is consent. Stopping in that moment and being like, do you like this? Can I? Can you show me what you like? Blah, blah, blah. That's romantic. But we've twisted it to think that it all has to be like this person. Usually it's the heterosexual dynamic, but it absolutely applies in all relationship spaces where one person comes in, they're more dominant. They initiate everything. They know exactly what you like. They figure out your body and how it works without getting too graphic or vivid. I don't think it's graphic, but you know what I'm saying? This is a this is a podcast, right? Um, they just figure it all out just like that. You know each other well. It's all just really romantic and great and smooth and whatever. Like, sure, that can happen, especially when you really know each other. But you don't know one person's body just because you've been with other people, right? So we've all just been really confused and we think that it's like, oh my God, you just ruined the mood because you stopped to be like, hey, is this okay? I really like this. I want to do this. But like, and I feel like we're leading up to this, but like, where are you at with this or whatever, right? We're like, oh no, just take what you want. Just do it because that's how they do it in the movies or that's how they do it in adults, whatever that you watch. That's what we've been taught. So I'm just saying y'all that the things that we have been taught are romantic and healthy and safe and good are usually not healthy and safe and romantic and good. And the things that are healthy and safe and romantic and good and actually sustainable and aren't going to destroy our nervous systems and our physical, 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 mental health. We find those things to be boring, right? Because we didn't grow up with that. 
our parents didn't model that. We experienced childhood emotional neglect or abuse or whatever. So that's boring. I have broken up with an, I broke up with a really incredible person who treated me very, very well. And again, wouldn't get, I remember one time I was like going off on him and he was like, I, you can't talk to me that way. And it stopped me in my tracks because he was a very healthy, down to earth, reasonable person. And I was like, you're right. Whereas people before and people after who were toxic would push my buttons and rile me up. So it was just like this, well, that's what I saw. Like, that's how my mom and I interacted when I was little. That's how I saw my mom and I was like, whatever. Right. So we have it so twisted and it can be very discouraging because to be honest with you, it is very hard to find other people who are willing to be in quote unquote boring relationships. And again, it's not boring. It doesn't have to be boring if you're communicating and you're intentional and you're both working on yourselves and you're working on understanding the other person and you're in the relationship and it's a win it. It's not going to be boring, but you both have to be okay with calm, with quiet, with no drama, with not breaking up every 10 seconds, with you know not being abused. Abuse is not in the equation. And a lot of people aren't comfortable with that because they haven't done the work yet. They're not willing. They're just not ready to do the work yet because they're still stuck in the patterns of what they know, all of that, right? So one thing that really helped me like in my healing journey, um, obviously just understanding abuse and what it looks like, understanding that whether or not there's actual abuse, there's a lot of toxic behaviors that we've normalized in relationships. And again, there's going to be things that pop up where you're like, oh my gosh, I got real toxic with that one. That one drew up something from 25 years ago that I didn't even know it was in there. I am so sorry. I do not like how I acted there, right? We're humans, but there's so much out there that's normalized. We, you know, I don't try to date and it's not because I'm like, I give up. I'm just like, I'm not interested because I just feel like the odds of finding someone who is like, I'm not trying to be like, I'm so good. I'm so perfect. Like nobody else like deserves me, but also like as survivors, we deserve to be really picky about like who we spend our time with. And like, it's very hard to actually believe, like I've met some people and I was like, this person's so chill, so cool, great communicator, blah, blah, blah. And then later on you find out, I'm just saying, and again, that doesn't mean that I'm like, oh, I'm so perfect. I don't have any quote unquote baggage, whatever. I'm not saying that at all. I don't want any of you to sit here and be like, oh, this girl is like so pretentious and she thinks that she's, you know, that her shit don't stink or whatever. Um, we're all human, but like, it's very hard to find someone who's done the work, is doing the work, is uh, self-aware, is emotionally available, emotionally intelligent, all of that stuff. So without just sitting here trying, like I, my point is not to discourage you and be like, you should all be single forever. That's not the point. But like, I really want to help you understand that again, the point of this whole episode was that that push, pull, hot, pull, roller coaster shoots and ladders, blah, blah, blah. Dynamic is not love. And again, a lot of us think that because it's like, well, I love my mom or I love this person because, you know, they're my family or like, I've known this person since I was really little. And, you know, we've been through so much together and like, it is love because look at us. Like we've been holding on to this relationship. We fought so hard for it. I get it. And I do love my mom and our relationship isn't push pull anymore. There's a limit to it because one or both of us is very closed off. So it's kind of hard to like really feel super, super close, but also we are really close. It's hard to describe. Um, but 
that is not love. When you are seeking out relationships, please, please, please do not be looking for someone who's willing to tackle you to not lose you. Y'all, that's so toxic. That is not love. You know, what should have been, and this isn't me like, oh, you're so stupid, Lindsay. Why don't you see it? Because again, I understand how this works. What should have been a blazing red flag, what should have been me calling the cops or calling for help, telling my son's dad, hey, you're very far away. I just got tackled by this person that I told you I was just starting to hang out with because I was trying to break up with them. They came around. They kept me away from my kid. I need you to be on guard. You know, this, even though you're far away and you can't do anything, like this is what's going on. People around me, um, unfortunately was justified in my mind because you know that's what they were telling me because that's repeating a pattern that I've seen. Um, I'm not going to say any more about my childhood, but people in my family would tackle me and hold me down if there was like a, an argument or, you know, something was going on, like there was physical things happening at home. And in fact, I'm just going to share this before I wrap this up. I was telling a coach that I was working with and I started to say something like, I feel like that's pretty normal for like families, like siblings, whatever. Which is like, it's actually not. Like, can you imagine your kid doing that to another kid? And I was like, I can't imagine that. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So, all that to say, again, know that we're not going to all tomorrow just be like, oh yeah, nope, nope, that's not love, I'm not going to do that anymore, it's a struggle, because you have to retrain your brain, which I have an episode just a couple episodes ago about retraining our brains, um, about messages we receive, um, but that's also the same with like retraining and like unlearning things from childhood and trying to get rid of all that trauma that's in there, like greasing it and all that stuff. Um, Please, please, please. No longer are we going to just accept what society has told us, what social media is telling us is cute and desirable and like normal and just like whatever. Um, I see it a lot. I unfollow a lot of people. Um, you know, that's another thing. What are we listening to? What are we taking in? What message is like, I will not listen to a song that's like super toxic, push, pull, push, pull back and forth, blah, blah, blah. I used to listen to that all the time. Like, mm-hmm, like I'll jam to it. Now I'm like, I like it. Oh no, I don't. I don't like it. And it's not because I'm just like avoiding like, oh, I, can't handle it. I just can't hear it. Like it's triggering to me, like whatever. It's like, this is, I don't want to hear this. This is not what I want to be taking in. I'm going to listen to a podcast about history that I like, or podcast about like some, like some homeschooling inspiration or like travel stuff or whatever. Something that I like, something that I enjoy, something that's healthy and good. Right. So that's all. I know some of y'all don't want to hear that message, but it is very important and it can change your life drastically. So 
I am offering one-on-one coaching. I have several options. I also am now doing group coaching once a month. If a lot of people want to sign up for group coaching and it's filling up, I will try to do a second one each month. Um, You decide. Um, You can find all that information at calendly.com slash Lindsay Goodman. You can also find me on all my social media, Lindsay Goodman Coaching. Um, I'm always out here talking about this stuff, keeping the education going, keeping the validation going because, you know, like I said, sometimes I don't want to talk about this anymore, but I still feel very called to do this. I feel like it's very important. We need all hands on deck. Those who are able, um, if you can't, do not feel bad. That is not to shame you for not like having a podcast or YouTube or whatever, talking about what you went through. Absolutely not. Um, those of us who can, will do it right now. I still can, so I will do it. Um, that said, if you like this information and you want to keep listening to it and you want to keep it going, please rate, review, subscribe. It really helps get this information into the ears of the people who need it the most. You never know who around you is also going through something like this. So please share it. When my podcast come out, share it, do whatever, you know, word of mouth is really important. So that is all. Please go do something nice for yourself and go drink some water. I will be back next week with more.